Hello, and welcome to your Emotional Fitness Podcast. My name is Nancy McNaughton, owner of Dreality <laughs> Coaching, where we help you turn your dreams into your reality. In this podcast, we are going to be sharing some incredible things to help you build your emotional wellness so that you can step into your ultimate life. So welcome to today's episode. Today, I am so excited. We are going to be talking to Joan Ridsdale. A little something about Joan Ridsdale. Joan Ridsdale and I, we met each other in, um, in our coaching training, Erickson Coaching, and we have been close friends and connected for quite a few years after that. So I'm going to share a little bit about Joan. Joan Ridsdale is a food freedom and body confidence coach. She is also the founder and creator of Wiser Woman Coaching and a registered social worker. Specializing in individual and small group coaching, Joan uses therapeutic coaching, EFT and energy healing, NLP, choice theory, meditation, mindfulness, coupled with years of experience coaching and counseling to help women create a peaceful relationship with food and their bodies. Her passion and mission to support women change limiting beliefs, reconnect with their inner wisdom and transform emotional eating, binging, food addiction, diet obsession and body dissatisfaction so they can create the life they crave and achieve the freedom they deserve. Wow, what a mission, Joan. Oh, you've really made wellness. Um, what I'm seeing here is wellness, vitamin W, and acceptance, vitamin A, in the emotional vitamin system. So we would love to hear more from you. So how would you like to start us off, Joan? <laughs> Well, thank you, Nancy. I'm just so delighted to, to be here and to, to have this conversation with you. Um, I love what you're doing around, um, uh, you know, separating, using the, the alphabet to create wellness and to create mental health. I think that's just such a unique way. I, I don't think I've seen anyone else do that. And so I love the fact that you and I are going to talk about acceptance and wellness, A and W. Um, A and W. A and W. <laughs> We're talking about food already, aren't we? <laughs> interesting. Oh, that is it's interesting. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm just delighted to be here and, and have a conversation. And I know that you know you and I have um, in some ways gone down different paths, and we have different philosophies, and we have different beliefs. But I think where we come together is in the belief that. It's so important for women, particularly men as well. Um, I work mostly with women, so um, that's who I think about. But everybody, really, just to be able to accept ourselves and really, you know, look at our past and, and look at sort of where we can um, shift and change us, um, on a journey of creating that wellness and health. So, yeah. Thank you. We just froze up a little bit here. So we're going to do our best to make it through this. So okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. Technology, right? It's not always oh. every day it has a mood of its own. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. So we're good. We're good. So yeah, 
acceptance, right, is so important, you know, when we when we get on to that journey of wellness. Yeah, so I know, Joan, that you really, um, you really put a focus on the importance of not shaming our bodies. And that is all a part of being well. So maybe tell us if you can a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, most of what we do in life comes from our own experience. And so, you know, as I began my, my coaching career and left, left counseling and social work behind me, I realized that I spent decades, really, um, years and years uh, shaming myself and shaming uh, my body. And, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you operate from uh, a place of shame and, um, and and not feeling good about yourself, it's really difficult to move forward in a positive way. And um, and so it it took a it took a tragedy in our life to or in my life to really sort of figure out that I didn't want to go down that path anymore. I wanted to, no matter what size or weight or shape I was in. I really believed that it was important for me to accept myself for who I am, um, for where I'm at, and for the uh, and and really look at sort of creating the life that I wanted to create that I that I craved, which was feeling good about myself, um, you know, honoring my body, and so I started to take a look at at shame and you know Brene Brown um, has spent a lot of years researching shame and so I did a lot of work around you know her stuff reading her books and thinking about um, the the challenge that we have in our lifetime and often as women that our bodies are put out there to be looked at to be scrutinized um, diet culture really promotes um, you know, being thin at all cost, and and not everybody can be thin at all cost, and not everybody is going to achieve that sort of desired um, body type. And so, you know, I I I started to look at so what is important then, and I think the piece that for me that was so important to work on was taking away the shame. And adding in self-compassion, adding in um, acceptance, and learning to value this body, even if I didn't like all of the parts of my body, at least I could value and accept uh, my body for what she does for me and how she continues on regardless of what I choose to do to her <laughs> or what I've done in the past uh, to her. And so that's sort of where I came to and that's what I teach in the work that I do with women that is so powerful because I know when I reflect you know on my journey in the last year and a half um, as you know I've lost 90 pounds yeah and it um, you know and as far as that piece from with shame had I been shaming myself back when I started this journey of making healthier choices for myself I would not be where I am now because yes, I needed to accept where I was, you know, about almost a hundred pounds overweight mm -hmm. and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Because if I continued to shame myself, I would not have seen myself as worthy of having a healthy body. 
and even mm -hmm. to go on that journey, however that journey looked for me, right? We have different ways that we, like, like you were saying. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so what, like you were saying, I too am a big fan of Brené Brown and what, how she speaks about shame. And it's yeah. just interesting as you say that too, Joan, because, you know, I was thinking about, you know, we compare our bodies to other bodies, right? And when I think right. back in my journey, I have been, I battled my weight since I was 11 years old, walking into my first Weight Watcher meeting, right? So I always remember seeing myself as fat. Mm -hmm. And I remember in my teens looking in the mirror. Well, actually, there's kind of just a short story. When I was a teenager, you know how teenage girls are in school, they tease one another, there's there's the bullies, and then there's the bullied, I was the bullied. And I remember someone saying to me that my legs looked like tree stumps. Mm -hmm. So I always saw my legs as fat. And it's interesting, because I've just recently lost 70 pounds. And I am aware of that mindset, because I mean, you know, I've lost a lot of weight, and I, I look a lot, you know, I look a lot better, but at the same time, like, more like I like to look. But at the same time, when I look in the mirror, I still see the tree mm -hmm. trunk legs. So just having that, you know, we, but now I've grown up and I realize that this is my body and doesn't matter how much weight I lose, I'm going to have bigger legs in proportion. That's just the way that, you know, I've been made. So it's, it's interesting that you should say that. So accepting Mm -hmm. our bodies for whatever, whatever they are. There's no perfect body. There's the bodies that we, see. yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the bodies we see on Instagram that are, are, um, what's the word, you know, they, <clears throat> with filters, they can change the way they the shape and the, the way that they look. And, and then there's the reality. And, and, um, you know, I think, I think that we, we forget that we have genetics that, um, that have a big role to play in how we look and how our bodies are shaped. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, so I'm not as tall as my, as my, um, my brother was, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shorter, I'm stockier. I don't have the height that he had. Um, do I beat myself up for that? No, I accept that I'm five, three or five, four, whatever I am now, as I've gotten older. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, have I spent time beating myself up because I have um, an extra roll or two or because my thighs rub together or and I'm not, I'm not fitting into the ideal, what we consider to be ideal. Um, and, you know, I think about different cultures and how different cultures accept their bodies or don't accept their bodies. And, you know, I remember when I was in my, oh, I was in my 30s then, my early 30s, um, and I thought I was absolutely huge, thought I was totally fat. Um, but I, you know, I'd, I had a, a baby and um, uh, we went to Ghana, where my husband is from, and it was the first time in my life that I fit in. I felt like my body, which was a little rounder because I just had a baby, um, was totally accepted because people around me didn't look at my body and say, oh my God, look at that belly. You know, even postpartum, you know, you should have that belly flat. Um, and so, 
I think that, you know, we, we put so much emphasis on the way that we look um, that it's really difficult when somebody doesn't fit into the norm or to the, to the mold that we have been conditioned to believe is important to be. When we're outside of that, we can't help but feel ashamed. And there's, when you look at our society, so much of what uh, we see on the cover of magazines, on the TV, um, around us, we see that when we're not the norm and you know we're made fun of, you know, like your, your legs when you were a kid uh, or a teenager, um, I always got, uh, you know, you, you're, you're such a beautiful person, Joan. Um, you have such a beautiful face. Well, that message absolutely told me that there was something wrong with my body, that I didn't, I was never skinny. I was slim twice in my life. Um, and so I think that, you know, we have to look at how shame impacts our mental health. Um, it impacts our body and our stress level. Um, you know, when we were feeling ashamed about ourselves, our cortisol level goes up and all of the hormones and the chemicals within our bodies that are um, supportive of our health, regardless of size, um, those go down. And so one of the things that I use to, with clients and use with myself around some of this work is EFT or emotional freedom technique or what we consider called tapping. And, um, and what tapping does is it, it just reduces the anxiety and the stress in our body that we, that we hold when we feel ashamed, when we feel anxious, when we feel worried about how we look, um, how other people are going to see us. And what that does then, because we're shifting energy within our bodies, because feelings are really just energy, and we shift those, those emotions and shift that energy so that cortisol comes down and all of the other hormones and chemicals within our, within our bodies that support our health emotionally, mentally, and physically go up. Um, and so that's one of the things that, uh, that I find so useful in working with people, just, just to get rid of the shame, just to let that go and replace it with uh, positive thinking um, and not just affirmations that you know you say but don't really believe, um, but replacing that those negative thoughts with a calmness within ourselves and within our bodies, because it's our bodies that hold emotion. Um, our brains can think all kinds of thoughts, but it's really our bodies that let us know what we're feeling. And um, and that's the other thing is. You know, when I work with people, I, I make sure that uh, they learn how to drop into their bodies because we, when we're dieting and when we're um, so focused on feeling ashamed about ourselves, we tend not to listen to our body. We tend not to drop, be able to drop into our bodies. We, we end up sort of focused in our, in our head and Right. It's interesting. Yes, because that's so the emotional eating, right? We tend to when we have this negative energy or we're, you know, we're craving something else. So, so yeah, no, no, that really makes sense. Yeah. 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 I love working with, um, with women around helping them deal with their cravings because I think cravings are, um, cravings can, can mean a number of different things. Um, but in the context of emotional eating, uh, for sure, there's that sense of 
something is happening. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to feel those feelings. I just want to push them away. And the best way to do that is for me just to eat. Mm-hmm. And then you get a you get a hit of dopamine and, mm-hmm. and you feel good for that moment. And then you feel worse because oh my goodness, you've eaten what you don't want to be eating. Yeah. So then and we eat because we've ate and it's just a vicious cycle, right? And yes. it just repeats itself. But yeah, yeah. Find, finding that space, like you said, you know, a positive self-image, right? And accepting ourselves and loving ourselves where we're at is plays a big contribution to even the choices that we're going to make as far as what we eat, how much we eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and the other thing too, Nancy, is that, you know, I'm a, a really big proponent about giving ourselves permission to be who we are. And when you give yourself permission and you let go of the shame around your body um, and you, and you start to step into your feelings. So instead of pushing them away, you bring them forward and step into them. Mm-hmm. You realize that those feelings don't last very long. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're like clouds, right? They move along and they come and they go. And that's what feelings do. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting you say that because I'm doing a lot of this work myself in this journey. It's not just about, you know, how much I eat, what I eat. Um, it's, it's more about the reasons why, right? And I no longer run from those feelings, right? It's actually stepping into those Mm -hmm. feelings to actually experiencing those feelings, how I really learn even why, you know, I might be overeating. So yeah, just experiencing those feelings, even, Mm -hmm. you know, the sadness, the anxiety, just not running from them and running to food to comfort them. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I think that's a huge part of, of, um, Oh, it's a huge part of growing up. And, you know, we're not taught when we're younger to how to self-regulate, how to deal with our feelings. And often, you know, I was always, people always would say to me, well, you're so sensitive, Joan. You should just, you know, suck it up, suck it up and get on with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know other people have been told, you know, um, you don't, you don't really feel like that. Just move on, you know, get on mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah, and- we that's the thing, right? We have been told that we, you know, we, we need to be happy all the time. We need to get over it, like you said, you know, but um, that's, that's so, so false, because <laughs> we do, we need to accept all of our emotions, every single one of them. And yeah. then how are we going to really get to know ourselves if we're running from them? So, well, and especially as those feelings get trapped in your body, and mm-hmm. And then as, as they build up in your body, unless you can release them um, with something like EFT or meditation or, um, and the other thing is that we, we often um, experience trauma in our life that is undealt with or, un, you know, so we have these un, what I call undigested stories that run through us. And, um, uh, and that can, can be on an individual basis, but also on a family basis. And then also on an ancestral basis. And so, you know, the, the, some of the work that I do around the inner child that I work with <clears throat> is looking at, so where did those, where did those beliefs, where did those feelings come from um, that are holding you back from being who you want to be, uh, regardless of weight, size, and shape? I mean, because really at the end of the day, 
it's not about um, any of that. It's really about you stepping into your power, stepping into who you want to be. And when we're held back by those beliefs and those um, things from our childhood or from our ancestors, um, you know, I think about um, my mom who carried with her for so many years the grief and the loss of a child that she'd had. And that, that um, impacted me a lot. And I held that for a long, long time until I suddenly realized that I was holding some of hers. I was holding some of her. Oh, space. that's interesting. Yeah. Right? We don't realize how we carry others, right? And a lot of us are very empathetic and we just carry yes. that energy from others. So yes. it's good to be aware of that, to, to start to recognize that. that would it be is. Yeah. So clearing that out, working through those, those pieces that, uh, that you know, we, we need to do when we're emotional eaters or binge eaters or we're struggling with, um, you know, shaming our body and can't, can't see our way through to valuing and accepting who we are for who we are. All of our warts, all of our flaws, all of our, um, you know, short, short bodies or, uh, <laughs> or legs that, you don't, you know, I'd always wanted legs that were like you know, long legs, but I got short ones too. And well, that's the way it goes, right? That's whoever said there's, they're short, like they're just, it's a comparison again, right? It's all about comparison. Who said what short is and what tall is, right? It, exactly yeah it sounds like you know you have a lot of amazing tools to help women men men like you said you know to work through that and to really just see what's going on yeah yeah I um well I mean you know I've been in in counseling and social work social work field for a long time and um was really happy that I met you when we when we decided to do the coaching and uh and, you know, I've just been adding to the toolbox as I, as I go and, and bringing with me all the stuff that I, that I knew um, before. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's nothing more gratifying, as you know, working with, with your clients and your, the, you know, the groups that you work with, um, to see someone transform, to see mm. someone go from feeling so ashamed and beating herself up or what her body looks like or how she feels about her body to, um, uh, you know, eating, eating in a, just such an out of control way and not wanting to do that. Um, and then, you know, the transformation of, you know, I, regardless of my size, weight and shape, and, uh, you know, I, I'm here, I'm mentally healthy. I'm feeling good about myself, feeling that I can step into my power and be authentic and who I am. And uh, that is what drives the work that I do and, and really getting up every morning and just knowing that that's the kind of, that's the, the that's the place I want to be is mm -hmm. walking beside people and, and women who, who need that transformation and want that transformation. I love how you, how you say that, you know, I kind of look at too, with, with the work that I do, I, as a coach, I sort of create like a bridge you know, to get there, right? So it sounds like you've got some uh, really powerful tools on your bridge to help mm -hmm. make, you know, that help that transition to happen, that transformation that you were saying. 
Yeah. 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 So it's just really lovely to be able to do that work. And I feel very blessed every day mm-hmm. um, to, to support women in their journey. Yeah. yeah. The whole part of wellness. Yeah. Acceptance yeah. and, and how would you, how would you describe wellness then? It's interesting because, you know, you, you talk about mindful eating. I think that's, so what, what does that look like then? If someone was to start to work with you, how might you approach it and help with that trans transformation? And what is the transformation? What mm-hmm. happens at the, what are they aiming for? If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, first of all, I think one of the things is we'd spend some time looking at what it is that they want. And, um, you know, I work in a, with a particular philosophy about weight and size and shape. And, um, and part of the, the work I do is helping women um, deconstruct or um, figure out how they want to manage uh, dieting. Because most of the women I work with have been dieting for a long time and they've gained and lost and gained and lost weight. Um, and they're exhausted from doing that. And so we work on how can you, you know, get to the place where you can stop dieting, um, where we look at diet culture and its influences on us um, and how that impacts our well-being and our, our, our wellness, our mental health, our physical health. Um, we look at uh, creating a space so that the rules we've lived by through dieting, um, you know, I can only have two teaspoons of fat a day. Um, I can only have this. I can only do this. I, I can only eat three ounces of chicken at a at lunch. Um, we we begin to let go of those rules so that you can create your own rules. Because one of the things that we we do when we're dieting is we live by somebody else's we live on somebody else's terms and I also teach women how to uh, drop into their bodies learn how to access their hunger and um, satisfaction signals within their bodies it's different for each person and so it's important to learn what that feels like Mm -hmm. I love how you how you said about creating your own rules you know, yeah. and because um, I'm very familiar with that, with with what I do, I've created certain rules for myself, and I find my freedom in those rules. Mm. You know, um, so yeah, I, that's I like that. Go ahead. I wouldn't even say it's creating. I, I should I shouldn't say it's creating your own rules. It's it's letting go of all the rules, so that you can be guided by the very best person to be guided by, which is you and your body. So let me phrase it that way. So would you say boundaries, setting your own boundaries? Well, boundaries are really important, Mm -hmm. but it's also about, you know, I used to eat according to the clock. I used to eat according Mm. to my Weight Watchers points. I could only have in those days, it was 21 points a day. And so I would write down all my food and I would count all my points. And if I had had, if I used up all the points by noon and I would have carrots the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't listening to whether I needed to eat breakfast and when I needed to eat breakfast and how much I needed to eat. 
Um, and I wasn't doing that for lunch and dinner or for snacks in between, right? Mm -hmm. And so part of the journey for when I work with someone is helping that woman um, really be able to drop into her body and listen to her body's needs. And it's your body that guides you, guides what feels good in your body when you eat something. Are you eating when you're hungry? It's okay to eat when you're not hungry, but just understand why you're doing that. And, um, you know, we, food is an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. We, we, I like uh, how you said understand why. I think yeah. that's a key thing right there, becoming aware of why you might be eating when you really don't want to be eating. Would you say that we still sometimes find ourselves eating when we don't want to be eating? Or is that totally fine to eat when you don't want to eat? Well, that? no, I think when you get to the place where you're not guided by rules and you're not, you're listening to your body's natural signals, um, you, you make a choice to eat or not. Mm-hmm. So it's not about whether you want to or not, you're listening to your body. If your body is hungry, then you eat. If you are at a birthday party and there's cake and you feel like you want a piece of cake, not necessarily because you're hungry, but because you want to celebrate everybody then you have that piece of cake and when you're listening to your body you might have a few bites of that piece Mm -hmm. of cake or you might eat the whole the whole piece but you get to choose Mm -hmm. it's it's very much the women I work with get to to a place where it's about choice Mm -hmm. so I'll give you an example I just in fact I just wrote a, a blog about this um I was having a conversation with someone a little bit ago and um she said you know i'm so good at home and i'm doing her quotes in the yeah. good <laughs> good I'm, yep <laughs> i'm so good at home. i i'm really good because i only bring in foods that um, i should be having in the house and i can control what i bring into the house and how much i eat and when i eat and all that kind of stuff and i follow the weight watchers plan and and so i've been i'm really good the problem i'm having is when i go out and she said, I was at a friend's house a while ago and I, I even took my snack and I ate my snack that I had planned and, and, you know, it was, it was just perfect for me, fit into my plan. And then I get to my friend's house and she offers me this plate of homemade cookies and there they are. And I suddenly realized that my hand is taking a cookie and I'm eating this cookie And she said, I was so embarrassed because I could not stop myself from eating Mm. cookies. And so the work I do with women is to get to the place where there's a choice. You can choose to have a cookie, maybe two, maybe three, if that's what you want. Mm. But you're making the choice. Um, And there's such a difference in feeling that I can go to anywhere. I can be at home. I can be at a friend's. I can be out for dinner. I get to choose. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because as you were saying, you were talking about that, sometimes what happens, and I I know it happens for a lot of us, that we, that, that freedom to choose when we are out in, you know, a, a party or there's a gathering where there's a lot of food, sometimes we don't want it, but we feel we have to, or we need to to make that person happy because they're trying to give us food. So how does your approach with the mindful eating and your philosophy, how does, how does that look in that situation? Well, that's about assertiveness. Mm-hmm. That's about saying, 
actually I, you know, this looks delicious, but I'm, I'm, you know, not wanting it right now. Thank you very much. Yeah. So it's um, important to understand why we might be saying yes or no. So that awareness is, how does that play in? Well, you know, if you've just eaten a dinner, lunch or a dinner and your body is full and mm -hmm. you still want that cake that, or that piece of cookie, that, or that, cookie <laughs> yeah. that the person is offering you, then you can have it, but it's about mm -hmm. choice. Right? It's but about knowing, choice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if you if you if you're full and you you know you're satisfied and you you really don't want a cookie um then you get to say no and mm -hmm. you know you you recognize that um you might offend the person so then you can say look i'm just so full right now and i don't want it now but can i take it home with me mm -hmm. so you talked about that knowing when you're full because mm -hmm. i think for some of us i know for myself anyhow um, you know, for years and years, I didn't know when I was full. Right. You know, so do you help women to start to recognize that? Yeah. And, you know, again, it's, um, I've sometimes used a hunger scale mm -hmm. from one to 10. Um, but I'm really careful about that because that can also become another rule. Mm -hmm. I have to eat when I'm at a six or a seven or a five or a six, and I have to stop at a seven or whatever, right? And so- I love how your philosophy really is just about total freedom, you know, and, and trusting your body and finding the freedom in, in that way. It is about freedom. It's about choice. Mm -hmm. It's about learning to listen to what it is that you, you truly want and what your body is telling you. And so, um, you know, I now can have, I have a chocolate bar sitting, a big chocolate bar. My husband buys big, big chocolate bars <laughs> and, um, and we have, we keep it in the freezer and, um, you know, I will often go to that chocolate bar and, um, chop off and, uh, a piece of chocolate. Um, I get to choose though. Mm -hmm. This is the difference for me. That, mm -hmm. that it took me a while. It took me quite a while. It's a journey that's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's a journey that's a tough one to get to. But when you work through the process, you get to the point where now, for example, with myself, I can have. I could never have chocolate in the house without eating the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And thinking about the chocolate all day long until I could really get to the place where I could say, okay, I can have a piece now. Mm -hmm. um, or feeling like I couldn't stop myself from having that piece of chocolate. I now get to choose because mm -hmm. chocolate is not chocolate, cookies, carrots, apples, um, burritos, whatever it is, it's all just food. It has, food has no power in it anymore mm -hmm. to me. It's mm -hmm. all just food. It's food. It's like we, you know, the whole, we lived, we don't live to eat, right? We eat to live. Right. Yeah. With and the, that's with some yeah. pleasure thrown in there, Nancy. With some pleasure thrown in. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. My pleasure is my morning breakfast. It's just, I look forward to it's, you know, super sweet. And so, yeah, yeah. definitely um, enjoyable foods, enjoyable yeah. foods. Yeah. We, we have um, taste buds for a reason, right? Right, exactly. So we need to um, enjoy our food. 
Yeah. Yes. Wow, Joan, it sounds like you've got some amazing tools. So um, um, I, I would just love to hear how someone can get a hold of you and be begin to see if working with you might be the journey for them. Join the journey. I think that's the name. Join the of journey. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Join join the journey is the name yeah. of my uh, my private Facebook group, and uh, and I but I talk about the journey quite a bit in the work mm -hmm. that I do. But yeah, so people can get a hold of me uh, through my website, which is brand new as well. I'm still tweaking it, but it's it's out I there. I saw now. it. It looks amazing. I'm loving Thank it. You. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and it's uh, Joan. Um, what is my website? JoanRidsdale.com. And um, Facebook, you can reach me on Facebook um, as well. I, I'm there. Um, Wiser Woman. Uh, I think you, if you connect with Facebook, that's wiser woman or mm -hmm. i guess joan ridsdale too okay um yeah and uh um i think that's probably the best way to get a hold of me there you go thank yeah. you joan thank you so this just could be that's something that somebody's been looking for finding that freedom with food right and it sounds like you have made this your mission and your passion and i love what you do so thank, thank you, you so Matt. much for chatting with me and uh, we will catch you later, Joan. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate you, Nancy. Thank you. I so appreciate you. Bye, Joan. Bye for now.